Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. We thank you for listening, and today we have an exciting program for you, especially if you think you have what it takes to be a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. Do you have what it takes? Really, that's what the program is about. And another question is, you know, like I hear it all the time is because I hear so many people say, well, I have a million dollar idea, but I don't have any money. Or, you know, what if I fail? And yada, 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 yada. So this program is for you, especially if you think you have what it takes about a million dollar idea because if you've read any of my books, I say it's really nothing to do with the product. It really has to do with you. Do you have what it takes? Any comments, Kim? Well, this is gonna be an exciting show because we have an incredible guest and one of whom I am a huge fan of, and I think we just need to get right to it. And our guest today, and many of you know him from the Shark Tank, is Damon John. He's an entrepreneur, founder, and creator of the famous FUBU clothing line, For Us By Us. And uh, he has a new book out called The Power of Broke, How Empty Pockets, a Tight Budget, and a Hunger for Success Can Become Your Greatest Competitive Advantage. And what I love about Damon, he started with nothing. He built it from the ground up. Some of his stories on what he did, on what it takes, one of some of the most creative stuff that, I, that I've ever read. So, Damon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of everything you're doing and everything you guys have done. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And thank you for endorsing Rich Dad Poor Dad. It really means a lot to us personally, so thank you for that. Well, absolutely. Yes. It's about changing lives, and the information you have is just right there. I don't know why people just don't apply it. But, well, you know, that, that's the maybe key, I've applying it. 10 times, you know? Yeah. I, I, think, I think it comes down to this line of an article I'm reading that was about you in 2011. It's... It's the string of obstacles. And I think what you're saying is that's what stops people. I don't have money or what if I fail or, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? So the reason I love your story is because you know, at first I thought it was Damon John, the power broker, but you're saying the power of being broke. And I can't agree with you more because when I was broke, I was the most creative, the most innovative, you know, like I just had to keep going. I mean, Kim and I have been broke for a long time when we started Rich Dad. And in my opinion, that's the best part of being an entrepreneur is when you're broke because you really have to think in every problem that comes up, you have to get more creative. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, you know, the obstacles are two things. The obstacles are either going to prevent you from ever, you know, getting out of the chute or trying or the obstacles are going to make you exactly who you want to be. You know, I, I think that the beautiful thing about entrepreneurs is that, you know, everybody thinks that they, they're these great visionaries, and I always say they're not. 
you know, an entrepreneur is somebody who wakes up every day and does the best he or she can do that day for themselves or for the people and for, of course, the people they're serving. And tomorrow they become better and the next day they become better and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. But, um, you know, the obstacles actually make us stronger. You know, if you look at a corporation and all these people who talk about ROI and do all this type of stuff, you know, that's a whole bunch of crap. They're, 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 they're guessing. <laughs> I love you, man. You know? I love you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. They're guessing on something. It's a bunch of crap. But, you know, the failure and obstacles that an entrepreneur does, if they fail fast but fail affordable, take affordable steps, then, you know, if you open up a company today when you're 16 or 17 years old and you have to close in a year because you didn't have funding, the next company open. You have funding. When you have to close that next company, you realize you needed funding and distribution. The third company, now you got funding and distribution. What do you have now? Well, you realize you closed it because your intellectual properties weren't there. By the time you fail a bunch of times, by the time the eighth or ninth time comes around, you have funding, distribution, uh, strategic partners, uh, all your legal in place. You're taking small steps. You know how to code and do everything from the bottom up. You're not letting anybody take your, take your money. And those failures make you stronger. They yeah. teach you the lessons. Smarter. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, we yeah. s- we said often, like when we started investing, um, we didn't have money. And that was probably the best thing of all because it forced us to get really creative. It forced us to go find money in funny places. Um, but it made us a lot smarter. So so I want to ask Damon, so FUBU, your, your, your mega brand, FUBU, you started with no money. You started pretty much with nothing. What did you do? How did how did you get it off the ground? Uh, so, you know, I started Fubu in 89. I closed it down three times up until 92 because I ran out of capital. But I ran out of a small amount of money, $500, $1,000, $2,000, right? And then I would start being very, very creative. I would go and take a couple of shirts and keep putting them on as many uh, influencers as I could. And those same shirts, I would take them back. And, you know, and, and people would start <laughs> seeing them out there, right? You um, take them back. I, I like that. <laughs> I, well, you know, after you, after you have about 10 shirts that you're giving everybody, you know, loaning everybody for a year and you don't have money to dry clean them, people are giving them back after they wear them. They go, listen, why don't you take this back? It smells a little right <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing I love the most was that even when FUBU took off, you write that, you you still had a job of Red, Red Lobster to pay the bills, right? Something like that? Yeah, I, I worked at Red Lobster for about six years. You know, everybody hears this whole story, you know, burn your bridges and balls to the wall. That's crap. You know, <laughs> keep your day job. You know, if your day job is taking up 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week and your love and passion is taking up 10, okay, keep doing that for six months or, or two years or three years. When your love and passion start, the business starts calling you and you start making money, okay, then maybe you go down on your day job to 30 or 20 if you have that, uh, you know, uh, liberty. And But, you know, at the end of the day, what does it do? It lets you extend doing the business three, four years to see if you really got something. It, hopefully you have some medical coverage. It's putting food on the table. It's keeping the lights on. You're also talking to your coworkers and getting the information out there. And what is it's, it's, it's letting you uh, build a longer runway because if you had to quit your day job and you still need 40000 or $50,000 a year to run your household, well, then – you're into a quarter million dollars investment just on your own payroll, just right. paying yourself after five years. Right. And what uh, what Kim and I always say is keep your daytime job, but start a part-time business. And that's yeah, that way you, you, you can fail and learn and fail and learn and fail and learn. So this is a question because, Damon, I get asked this all the time. You know, they can say, well, I have a million-dollar idea. And being on Shark Tank, I, I watch you go through all these guys with million-dollar ideas. 
But the thing I say to that person with the million dollar ideas is, what? Only one idea? I mean, right. while I was failing, I had to have a million dollar idea every day or I failed. I mean, isn't that part yeah. of the process? You got to keep thinking. Oh, absolutely. Listen, you know, but at the end of the day, what's the action you're going to take on it? Because everybody in this world has a butthole and an idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all do. <laughs> yeah. And what's the action you're going to take? Because you're going to tell me a million dollar idea and maybe you're going to give me 50 percent of it. Guess what? I thought of two million dollar ideas that I could own 100 percent of today, yeah. but I'm a little busy. So if you're not going to show me that you're going to bring that idea all the way home and show us how to scale it and show us that you're a great person to operate the business. Well, I'm not going to give you my money for tuition. I don't need you to learn with my money. I can fail with my own million dollar idea. It must be so, really interesting being on Shark Tank because I watch you guys, you know, you guys are great. The best panel I've ever seen. And I want to choke some of those guys coming up there because they go, well, I want $2 million, and I'll give you 5% of my company. And you go, what? Oh, yeah. and, and a million is for sal is for my salary. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I mean, how you do know, you guys not laugh at them? Oh, they do. We do. So let's talk about some of the reality of Shark Tank. The show is real, actually more real than what you see. So the shortest pitch I've witnessed is 14 minutes. The longest pitch is about two and a half hours. Yeah. So you see a lot of these decisions that you think are being made in eight minutes. It's not. It's you know we're taking a, 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 a quite a bit of time, and actually, uh, some of the deals don't close because it takes us three, six, or nine months to close those deals right. afterwards. So we have to vet you know everything they say, and people always say, well you know Shark Tank not real because you have people with these ideas. No, it is real. You know we have people that get up there who have, have put mortgage everything, and and now they're making some money. We have other people who. They have this big pie in the sky. They've watched too many uh, reality shows, and they believe that, you know, give me 5% for, you know, whatever my company. Well, you know, I'm not there for that. And those are the people that piss me off because I think they're taking the, – the, the, I think they're taking the space of a great entrepreneur family who really needs some help because they want to go and posture. And that's when I kind of lose my, my – you know, my thing on the show, you know? Right. Well, once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking to all of you out there who think you're an entrepreneur, are an entrepreneur, want to become a better entrepreneur. Our guest today is the infamous Damon John, founder of FUBU, and he's always on Shark Tank, and he has got a brand new book called The Power of Broke, and his other book was The Brand Within, and we want to talk about that. It's how you have to be your own brand of your own company and things like this. But the biggest thing we're talking about here is what holds people back. And it's an, it's an article you wrote for a gentleman named Tim Ferriss in 2011. And you talk about the obstacles. And the main reason yeah. people don't become entre entrepreneurs is because every day there's at least 10 obstacles hitting you. But that's how right. you get smarter. That's how you, 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 your company crashes. You get smarter the next time you're even smarter. What do you have to say about that? I mean, you know, it, it's the truth. You know, and the people who operate the power of broke more than anybody else are the people with resources and access. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's you and Kim who say, you know what, I'm not going to sit there and have a whole bunch of producers and hire some talent. I'm going to go and check out what my customer needs when I do this uh, broadcast, and I want to answer those things. I'm not going to – I'm going to read these things myself, right? Um and that's, that's who operates the power broke more. It is real people who are running the business. But we're going to hear no all the time. I, I witnessed uh, President Obama I interviewing um, Mark Zuckerberg, 
about last year. And Mark's doing, you know, he's doing okay in business, I would think. Right? <laughs> I would think so. Uh, yeah. Mark said he still hears no. He said he heard no that you're not going to get people from different Ivy League schools on the same platform. You're not going to get people on high school on the same thing as Ivy League. Oh, when a kid in high school finds out his grandparents is on Facebook, they're going to drop Facebook right away. Oh, are you kidding me? Desktops are going to move over to, to uh, cell phones and smartphones. Who the hell is going to look at Facebook on their smartphone? The man said he still hears no. Wow. So Mark Zuckerberg hears no, and you guys hear no, and I hear no. So what do people out there expect, right? Uh, they're going to hear no, but they have to understand those obstacles are there. But but this is what I really really um, I'm what I'm I say to people. That's why we're entrepreneurs. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I've heard people say, "Well, it's easy for you. It's because you're rich." I said, "Look, you can ask my sweetheart Kim. You know, we just got a chunk of change again in from another investment." And I, I just move it out of the way because when I have money, I get stupid. We get lazy. I get lazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm an entrepreneur is because I want to get smarter. I want that obstacle. I want to think. Wouldn't you, wouldn't uh, you say yeah. that's 99% of it? You like the challenge of thinking? I made, my, I made my biggest and most costly mistake when I first made money. I invested in company, um, and it was an apparel brand. I thought it would be great, very close to what I do. And I lost $6 million because I decided – Oh, I can hire the brand manager, CMO, MMO, whoever the MMOs are, whatever. I can pay $30,000 for a website. I can do big fashion shows because all that's going to come back with money, my ROI. And guess what? I lost $6 million. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, you, know, you, you, you say, I just want to say in, in, the, in your book, Damon, you said the heart of this book. What the heart of this book is is that when you start from a place of nothing much at all, when you're hungry – and la laser focused on succeeding at whatever it is you're out to do when you're flat out determined to get where you're going no matter what. And, and that is what it right. takes. And that's what the theme of this show is about because that, that's what it takes to, to be get, an entrepreneur. And that's what it takes to get over those obstacles. The moment you think you have all the answers, it's expensive. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Thanks for tuning in to The Rich Dad Radio Show. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes or Android, subscribe to the show, and leave a rating and review to help other financially-minded people like you find the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in, and keep on learning. Every business owner and real estate investor needs asset protection. Entities like LLCs, S, or C-Corps are vital to protect yourself and your business. Let Corporate Direct guide you through the process of forming a corporation or LLC. Corporate Direct is owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton and is Robert Kiyosaki's choice for corporate formation. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off a formation. Call 800-600-1760. That's 800-600-1760. Or visit online at corporatedirect.com. That's corporatedirect.com. It pays to listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. So anyway, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere. We have on iTunes and Android. And all of our podcasts are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because we're an educational company. You can go back and listen to this uh, this podcast one more time with our very special guest, Damon John, star of Shark Tank, fantastic entrepreneur of FUBU, continually being an entrepreneur even though he has enough money. 
So this is why we have our programs are archived so you can listen to this again because repetition is how we really learn. And you can go to Rich Dad Radio and find this program again. Listen to it yourself, your friends, and business partners. And speaking about repetition, Damon, you talk about how you have to read a book two or three times. I have to do the same thing because it just goes in one ear or the other. I mean, that's how yeah. that's how bad you want to win, right? I mean, you want to study. That's that's what it's about. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, repetition is key. It's something that you know sometimes it doesn't hit you the first time, the second time, the third time, or you go out into the world and then you apply it and then you realize that somebody you know actually knew something that they were talking about. But repetition is key, and you have to keep going over and over again. That's what entrepreneurs do. They act, they learn, and then they repeat it again. Don't you ever find that some people just want you to give them the answer? Yeah. I mean, many people want to, want me to give them the answer, and I do have the answer. Bust your ass. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I got, and they don't like that answer. I say, all right, sorry. No, but there, no. there really is no, there is no secret sauce to being an entrepreneur. There is no simple answer. There is no s- silver bullet. You, have to you have really a got dollar it. idea you, every day. Yeah, but and and you I know, listen. and this is what I love. This is what I love. Part of your, I mean, you're so street street smart in your in your marketing and how you get out there and you promote yourself. So you said in the very beginning you had no money, you know, to put on billboards and things like that. I love the story. So, I love the story because <laughs> this is what it takes when you have no money and you've got to think. So you you went to businesses who had those pull down doors oh yeah i did a million of those things i went to those those businesses that have the the security gates pulled yeah. down yeah uh you know you know and i i asked them can i spray paint the gates and i spray painted authorized fubu dealer like a big white <laughs> sign it looked beautiful and then the authorized fubu dealer i, I spray painted 300 gates up and down new york and uh, those gates would be pulled down in the morning during morning rush hour and pulled down during the evening during the winter during um winter rush hour so if you look at the the trains and the people and the cars passing by, if those were billboards, that would be $3 million yeah. of billboards. Yeah. And I didn't care. Who, it, I said authorized food. Dealer. It could have been it could have been a, a, a Chinese store just selling chicken wings. They weren't selling food. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> I love it. Know, I love it. You know, I, I remember it's, con- you know, also common sense. I remember that, uh, you know, BET, you know, Black Entertainment Television, charged, yeah. when, it charged, like, when I started making money, like $2,000 for uh, uh, to air a commercial. And, MTV and VH1 want to charge twenty thousand, but I knew that nobody had cable boxes and Nielsen rating in the in the in the projects, and fifteen <laughs> people watching the same uh, the same channel of BET. So I paid two thousand dollars a spot for a million dollars. I had more people than the Olympics at that time wow. because I know the hood. Yeah. So anyway, it's just about having common sense and applying yourself. Yeah, that's, you know? well, and that and that's why I want to just promote your um, on your website. DamonOnDemand.com, and I really want to recommend yeah. it, DamonOnDemand.com, and that is you giving advice on entrepreneurship on, on the whole gamut, well, yeah. right? Well, yeah, so just like, you know, it's, it's like, like you said, you know, it's repetition. So Damon On Demand, um, and it's on DamonOnDemand.com, is a curriculum, and it's an interactive curriculum that you can learn from, just like the Rosetta Stones of business, but it can show you everything from the difference of a trademark to a patent, getting your URL, your website, where do you find funding, where do you not find funding, when do you take in funding, how do you pitch people, and you can keep going back and forth to it. And because of technology today, just like an app, it's updated all the time, everything. Perfect. So if you want to find out about Instagram today, but but uh, whatever the new social platform is going to be a year from now, that's going to be uploaded onto Damon On Demand so you can learn about entrepreneurship anywhere you are in the world. And I call it taking the power of broke. Yeah, and take, you, you know, don't go... And you and you learn and and they learn from somebody who's who's done it. 
That that's the you big thing for me, us. You learn from, you learn from people that have done it. Yeah. yeah. Is there like a charge? Is there a charge for the service? Yeah, there's a charge. This curriculum I think is about a thousand dollars for uh, you know for businesses, but you know I'm giving in there twenty million dollars worth of my mistakes. I'm All getting right. every single thing because I can't I can't go around the world. And if you want to read the book, but you can't, you don't have a teacher right there to to give you the questions and give you back answers. It's very interactive. So if people don't have a thousand dollars to invest in that part of their their life, I mean, I don't really know how they're going to start a business because trust me, you're going to make mistakes. Oh yeah. You know? what, what I what I like about what you talk about is when you talk to these guys about who have their MBAs and all this, they drive me nuts. I mean, not that they're all bad. But a lot of yeah. them have no idea what they're talking about. You know what? Because they're, they're, they're thinking about theory. And today we mm. are – we are. It, 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 technology is changing so fast today. Imagine if 10 years ago you were going to be a journalist and they were talking about how to, how, to, how to put together a story to come out in six months. And then all of a sudden Twitter puts it out in six <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. Um, the kids today are going to college. They're going to college for four years. They have $300,000 in debt. But 50% of them will end up – uh, retiring with a job title that doesn't exist today. Yeah. So how do you go out and study for something that's not going to exist tomorrow? If you'd have told me 15 years ago I was going to be a drone operator or a social media operator, what are you talking about? So all this theory is great, but getting out and doing it yourself is really what needs to happen. So uh, let, me, let me tell you a quick story because, like I said, my first date with Kim was to the police, you know, the rock band police. And, of course. And I got there because I had to. If I, I, if I didn't have a power of a brand running for me like the police and Iron Maiden and Duran Duran and those guys, I was out of business, so I was kind of forced to do it. But this is what happened. The next problem was I didn't have enough money to produce the product. So wow. I went to my banker, and my banker says, do you have a factory? So I hate to say it's my three partners and I lied. Three of us we said, yeah, we have a factory. This is in downtown Honolulu. So he says, okay, I'll come by and look at your factory. He was doing his due mm. diligence, right? So the three of us look at each other, and now we panic because he's going to flush us out as crooks and con men with no factory. So we rented the space. We rented 12 seamstresses, and we rented 12 sewing machines, and we set up a factory. So we're nice. sitting there, and because the, I sewed our first, like just like you, I sold the first nylon and Velcro surfer wallets. I sold all my products because that's how you prototype. So now we're going into a factory. We set up this factory, and the banker comes by his first Hawaiian bank. He looks at us, and he smelled a rat. He looked at the three of us. I know you guys don't know what you're doing. This is not a factory. This is a scam. And we, mm. So he turned us down. So the three of us looked at each other, and we said, well, it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a factory. <laughs> we had a factory, and, and we were producing, and then I had to learn all sorts of things. I had to learn, you know, about fabrics and threads and FIFO and LIFO. I had to learn accounting. I had to learn marketing. I had to learn sales. I had to oh learn clothes. The hard way. The hard way. You know, I'm going, that was, even though I lost money, it was priceless. Anything you want to say about that, Damon? It's that experience. I have the same. I have the same exact story because I mortgaged my house and I turned it into a factory. I've done that one too. Learn all that. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I have a similar story. You know, the store gave me fifty thousand dollars in orders for T-shirts, and they said, you know, how are you going to make these goods? And they said, we don't trust you with the money. So I went over to my screen printer, and he was charging me six dollars a shirt. I said, charge me six fifty. I'm going to have the store pay you directly. You then ship directly to the store. So you you know you're going to get paid. 
the store knows they're going to get the goods and you're going to get paid a little bit more than you normally would get paid. And guess what? I didn't have to give up any of my company. Right. So I, I had to leverage relationships like that and learn how to do that. Yep. And you don't, you just don't learn until you're out there doing and, it. And David, I did exactly the same thing with my screen printer and I couldn't have done it without them and all that stuff. The store financed us. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jay Abraham, uh, you know, I know you know him. He always yep. says this, OPM is other people's money, marketing, yep. mind power, manpower, <laughs> mentors, mistakes. That's all it is. It's everything else. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Jay Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. We're talking to the infamous Damon John, star of Shark Tank. His latest book is The Power of Broke. And that's really what we're talking about is, you know, people say I have a million dollar idea. So, well, you got to have one a day. You know, because every day yeah. I'm running into something different, but that's how you get smart. So we're talking about what it really takes to be an entrepreneur because I meet so many people coming to tell, well, I have a great idea. I'm going, boy, you're going to need a lot more than that. Let me ask you this. At Shark Tank, you see so many, so many different pitches and you invest in, in a lot of these. What uh, we're, we're seeing you all over social media these days. What are you working on? So uh, that's a good question. You know, I invested in a company called Al Bubba Baker and his boneless ribs about four years ago. It's big old lovable uh, ex-football player. We saw it. What, ribs. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't, saw he, it. wasn't the problem was you couldn't get somebody to cut the ribs to, to make it work? Exactly. He, he, had a <laughs> we saw it. On, yeah. he, he has a patent on the product and the process. We go and do the deal. I go, oh, no problem. I'm Damon John. I'll just call a couple of people. Yeah, well, that didn't last. Everybody will take my call at least once, right? Until, uh, <laughs> until the reality of they got to do the work. So, you know, we called around to a lot of these co-packers, and they just didn't understand the process. The deal almost failed about four times or closed because I couldn't add value because everybody, like you said, they think the sharks have this silver bullet or pixie dust, and we don't know everything about everything. I barely, I barely learned how to make a T-shirt already, right? So, um, so now you're a butcher. Out, exactly. <laughs> Al goes out and finds a great co-packer named Rustelli, and what we do is we end up getting the process ready. Then Al pitches it to Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, and now for the next 12 weeks we have this um, this rib uh, on the on the burger itself. It's not the rib that you may see from other companies where it's a little processed. This is a real boneless rib. Call Junior and Hardy, put it on top of a burger. This thing, when you flatten it, it covers the whole burger, and it is delicious. And we're excited <laughs> because it showed that I didn't have it, all things in place. Al knew he had to still, no matter what, get up every day and bust his butt and find a way to figure it out. And on and and Call Junior and Hardy said, we love the story of this everyday, uh, you know, entrepreneur. And people will get behind you when they see that you're doing something you're not gonna stop. You know, it's kind of like you're driving down the highway. You see a person sit on top of their car with a gas can. Uh, you go down the block. You may call 911 for them. But if you see them out there pushing their car, you're going to get out there and push with them. Amen. So that's that's the way it is. That's Amen. That's a good point. So when we come back, we'll be talking to more about, Damon, what it takes to be an entrepreneur. But And what does he look for in investing in entrepreneurs? Yeah, when, you, when you listen to people, because I cringe every time I watch you guys, these guys pitching deals to you. So when we come back, yeah. we'll be talking more to Damon Johns about do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Coaching offers a phenomenal variety of services and custom strategies, all aimed at ensuring a secure, comfortable, and rich future for you and your family. Now you can get weekly access to exclusive Rich Dad Coaching services through our live stream events. Go to richdad.com and click on the On Demand banner at the top of the homepage. Great new videos are updated regularly. 
Get inside knowledge and insights from Robert Kiyosaki himself, Rich Dad Coaching Professionals, and more. Go to richdad.com and click on the On Demand banner at the top of the homepage. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. As I said earlier, there was times for myself and my first business, and for Kim and I, when we started out together, we had nothing for a long, long time. But we just kept going. And so when people say, I want to be an entrepreneur and they have a great idea, a great product, my real question is, can they? how long can they run on empty? How long are they going to keep going? Because I meet many entrepreneurs who think, well, if I give them some money, that'll solve the problem. No, and no, well, not having the money actually was a big gift for us because it, it forces us to keep going, and it forces us to, as, as Damon says, you have no choice but to succeed. And so, I remember I remember the business, the first business we were building together, after the first year we paid ourselves something. After yeah, one year. one year, we paid ourselves $1,500. $1,500 total, and we celebrated like crazy. And we were living in somebody's basement. <laughs> yes, we were. In San Diego. <laughs> so. so our guest today is the famous Damon John. He is of a Shark Tank um, extraordinaire. He's the founder and, co- and creator of the famous FUBU and book new book out, Power, The Power of Broke. Please get that book because that's really about what it takes to be an entrepreneur because being broke is the best thing that can happen yeah. to you if you have the character. That's really the issue. And most people have the character. It's just easier to get a job and say, I can't do it. So really, everybody has it, but they don't may not have the will to win. So which is the question, Damien? Could you tell us what, you know, give tell us a story of a time when you thought you were empty, you were up against the wall? Ah, there's so many of those times that I, that 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 I felt like that case. You know, um, you know, it was it was when I turned my house into a factory and I got turned down by 27 banks and I realized that, um, you know, I I I I'd asked for too much. It's like these individuals who I see all the time. I want to be in uh, Macy's and Walmart and Kmart and things of that nature. And you know, be careful what you ask for. I I had gotten to the point, you know, just like a Kickstarter company. I went out and had three hundred thousand dollars in orders, and I didn't. Uh, Twenty-seven banks turned me down because I didn't have any financial intelligence and way to pitch it to the banks. So now all of a sudden, I have three hundred thousand dollars worth of customers, and I just spent seven years trying to build this up. And now I'm going to either not provide for them, or uh, you know, even worse, I'm going to destroy my company because I'm going to have a bad reputation, just like a lot of people go on Kickstarter and think that they can just take the money and turn it over very easily. And I had to then turn my house into a factory. My mother moved out, and I, I, I burned or sold all the furniture I could to get rid of it, moved in a bunch of sewing machines, and had a bunch of seamstresses sewing these sewing machines while I was sleeping on the floor on a, in a sleeping bag for two years uh, next to that because I had to do it myself. But I, I just thought that there was no other way I was going to get this done. I was going to be either out of business or I had to take this big leap. So what, what would you say to somebody in terms of how do you get that, that fire, that, that drive? What, if, how, where does that come from? The fire and drive usually comes from somebody you're doing something extreme, that you're extremely passionate about. I would address people for the rest of my life for free if I could have. So even if I lost the situation, I was extremely passionate about it. And then I took affordable steps, and I made sure that before I got to that meeting $300,000, that I was taking affordable steps and I was learning from them. I wasn't going out and betting the farm at first because a lot of people don't realize that the top reason why uh, small businesses fail and startups is overfunding. They go out and raise $100,000 because they want to open up a cupcake uh, store, and they never sold one cupcake. 
but yeah. yet they want to go out and take out take out a seven year lease and have the register and the couch all looking like cupcakes, and they still haven't <laughs> sold one cupcake yet in their life. Right, right, right. You, you know, yeah. And that's a superficial high that they take. And what happens after that? Well, they get choked and they have to pay this big old, uh, you know, this monster hanging on their back. And now their credit is ruined for seven years. They're they're nobody's talking to them anymore, and they've risked everything instead of. Take your butt outside and get a kiosk or go to the church and start selling cupcakes for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah. Figuring it out, you know? Well, you, you said something. I don't, I don't know where in your book or – but you have to look for that customer. you got to find out what that customer wants. And, and will they pay you your have, money? F- will they pay you money listen, for it? Listen, there's only, there's only two ways to operate business, increase sales or decrease costs. There's only three ways to deal with the customer. Acquire a new one, upsell a current one, and make one buy more frequently. Those are the only other ways to operate business. And if you don't know what a customer wants, if you give away all your stuff to all your friends, of course they're going to come back and tell you that they liked it or somebody liked it. But the beauty of me, I grew, the beauty of where I grew up, I grew up in Harlem, I mean in New York, and I used to go to Harlem and sell my hats. And here's the best thing about standing on the corner of Harlem at midnight right outside the <laughs> Apollo Theater. Oh, the, yes. people, the people told me what they thought about my hats, my mother. My girlfriend, my kids, the way I look, the way I smell, they gave me real customer feedback. They had no problem. And when you get customer feedback and deal with customers, you understand the value you have or you don't have. Amen. Other thing I hear, Damon, people say, well, my friends like it. And I say, all your friends telling me, would the friends pay you money for it? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that everybody likes your product until they have to pay for it. Yeah, and you're not a big fan of focus groups, right? No, focus yep. groups are a real customer. That's, that's what it is. Yep. That, that's it. Yeah, we agree with that. You know, there's something else you mentioned that I thought was really, really important, Damon, and you did this with FUBU and with your brand. You, you talk a lot about being authentic, about being real, about being true to yourself. Is, is, is that the brand? Is, is, is you the brand or is the business the brand? You, you're, you're, you're the brand. Everybody is, at the end of the day, buying into you. Um, you know, and today with transparency out there, you know, people love to relate to people they can relate to or, the, or journeys they can relate to. You know, you have a lot of these people who are A, a celebrities, and that's not, they're unrelatable to, but, you know, you look at someone like a George Foreman, a pudgy, funny mm-hmm. boxer who's talking about a grill. People relate to people they yeah. can understand and appreciate, and they love the story. You talk so straight. Everybody knows, yeah, talk straight. Everybody knows that there's ups and downs. If you get out there and you, you talk like reality and you never had any ups and downs, people don't relate to that. So, you know, you have another book out called The Brand Within. What would you like to tell us about that book? The bottom line, as I say to everybody, can they put themselves and describe themselves in two to five words? Uh, because if you don't know what you stand for personally, then you leave it up to other people to interpret when you walk in the room. And if they say a jury exonerates or convicts you in the first 30 seconds of seeing you, after that, all they want to do is listen to the things that they already think about you. You need to know what your two to five words are that you stand for. What are those two to five words? Apple think different. Nike just do it. Uh, food before is bias. White Castle is what you crave. And you need to understand that because people are investing in you. There's nothing people are going to create that you're going to create uh, new in this world again. You're going to find a new audience maybe a new way to deliver it. It's going to save people time. But at the end of the day, people are investing in you. So whether I invest in you or Robert or Kim, you invest in somebody, when they walk in the room, okay, the product is nice, is it scalable, but after that, can I stand talking to you for the next five years? <laughs> Perfect. Period. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Because you know what? If I don't have to talk, if I don't want to talk to anybody and make some money, then I'm going to go throw my money in Tesla and Apple and infrastructure. Guess what? Apple doesn't call me back. To say, hey, can you help me with some computers? They just send me a check. When you're on Shark Tank and you're watching these people pitch their deals, I mean, I, 
uh, it's frustrating for me to just watch that stuff. But when you look at somebody, what makes you decide, I'm going to talk to him about going further with them? You, you don't say I'm out. You, what, what? First of all, first of all, I'm interested. Do I like this person? All right, I like this person. Then I go, is there scalability in this business? Okay, maybe it is. If this is just a million-dollar business, then you know, maybe that person needs to take home $200,000 a year and live in Hawaii uh, six months of the year. That's not scalable business, right? Uh, you know, and maybe they should enjoy it. Then the third is, did this person make enough mistakes in life and in this business to understand what they need to do next? Because if they have done that, and I like them, well, then if this business fails, we're going to do another business together. So when oh, pitching, and, and, when, so when pitching yeah. the deal, it's the person, not the product necessarily. I don't care. Listen, whoever's watching, listening to us today and talking about getting an investment or they're talking about passing a resume past a, an executive and they want to get into a corporation or get a job, it is always going to be about if I can stand you. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you know what? When I watch that show and I see the people that haven't made the mistakes, you can see it. You can feel it if they're out there pitching something that they really don't have a lot of experience in. I think that's what drives you crazy, Robert, I go is, is you see it. You see the MBAs <laughs> come out there with all their talk, and um, but they haven't been out yeah. on the streets. Yeah, they got a great pie chart. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Our special guest today is Damon Johns. John, he's, a, he's infamous from Shark Tank. He's a serial entrepreneur. And uh, we're talking about what does it take to be an entrepreneur. It's really not the product. It's about how many obstacles can you handle. You know, I have a million-dollar idea. Well, you got to have a million-dollar idea every day because you don't have any money. And so that's why the power of broke, which is what most people are terrified of, I don't want to be out of money, is actually the best thing in the long run. Would you agree with that, on Damon? I agree. Or the flip side, you know, we did grow up in a society where, you know, it was glamorized. You know, it's wreckable. You need money to make money and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. So we've been convinced that that is the case. But if you just look at the stats, and I love to share them, that, you know, the top 65% uh, of the top 1,000 wealthiest people in the world are self-made men and women, that means they were all broke. Right. And if you look at the people who had windfalls of money, athletes and lotto winners in the first three years of either retiring or winning the lotto, 65 percent of those individuals file bankruptcy yep. because they don't understand how to use the tool of money. It comes in too quick. There's nothing wrong with that because they didn't learn financial intelligence. They may have been the person who, who taught to throw a, a baseball at lightning speeds from five years old up to 30 years old, but they weren't taught how to handle the tool of money, exactly. and now they're broke. Exactly. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So, so let me ask you this, Damon. Um, Shark Tank's been on since 2009. Is that right? Yeah, we're going. We're about to start shooting our ninth season. Wow. So what is what have you learned from Shark Tank? What has Shark Tank taught you? Well, I've learned that Nobody likes Kevin O'Leary. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, he is funny. You, you know what? I, I, I've learned that there are two type of entrepreneurs that come on there. They're the ones who come on there and say, well, the sharks are going to, uh, you know, uh, sprinkle pixie dust on me, and I'm going to make it, and I'm going to be big time. And if I knew everything, personally, FUBU would be Nike. It wouldn't be FUBU. So <laughs> they think that, that, that we have their lifeline. And then there's the other people who... It doesn't seem like they're pitching. They're sharing a story on how they're going to succeed and how the train ride has been and where the train is going. And if you want to join them, they would be more than happy to do so. But if you don't have time to join them or not for you, that's up to you. But they're not going to stop. Now, and it's an, it's, an, 
infectious story, and we yeah. want to hop on the train. You want with that? Them. You want that right. story? And you also yeah. shared that when you first came on Shark Tank, it actually cost you money rather than make yeah. money. What happened you know there? Because, well, listen, Robert and Kim, you know we are always learning, right? And right. it doesn't matter. You think that I know all the things? I don't know everything. So when I first came on Money, I said on the show, so I said I have money. Let me invest in a couple of a couple of these deals. I lost seven fifty the first year. I lost five hundred the second year, and then I I, I made about uh, you know I made my money back the third year for one deal. But why did I lose the money? The, it was because. I just saw that I could throw money at it, and they didn't need my help. I started to hire people for the licensing, for the distribution, brand managers, social media people around the company so they can help operate the companies with me. And we then started to see what people really needed. The first year, if I gave a lady $200,000 and I didn't ask her what exactly she was going to do with the money, oh, maybe she built a $30,000 website when she only needed a $1,000 Facebook page. Right. Maybe she, uh, you know, put some extra packaging on the stuff when she needed to improve the product itself. So we started to learn all those things. Mm -hmm. And sharks, no matter what, activate the power broke and learn more than everybody else. Correct. It kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about taking the small steps. You take small steps. That's exactly what we say with investing. You take small steps. Don't bet the ranch. Do not bet the ranch. Take small steps and keep learning. I mean, today we're in the day and age where policy and technology is changing every second. You know, so the way we operated business five years ago is totally, totally different today. Totally different. So I have to learn. So final question was when you came up with a FUBU, which is for us, by us, what was your logic? Because that's a pretty spirit. That's a pretty spiritual communication to your target audience. Well, yes. Yeah. So the logic was this. We started to hear rumors that, you know, all these companies didn't want to make things for rappers, inner city kids, African-Americans, whatever the case was. And I was saying, I'm very proud of this culture. And it's not a color. I'm very proud of this culture. And I want to create something that's going to be extremely inclusive, but it's about a new culture that's coming around. It's about, you know, the people that like Spike Lee movies, the people that like, like uh, you know, this new, this new basketball player that doesn't wear the really little tight shorts, but he has his tongue out of his mouth. He's bald-headed. He wears these long shorts named Michael Jordan. <laughs> and the people just love rap music in general, right? And it, it, it and a big a big misconception they thought it was only a color, but it wasn't. My first my first uh, places that sold the goods uh, were actually Japan and Seattle, Washington, and um, you know we loved people as long as they loved hip hop, and that was that was what Fubu um, that was the basis of Fubu. It was me wanting to communicate with the customer, and I wanted to have a conversation with them about this beautiful culture of hip hop that we love. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, Damon, I really thank you for your time and busy schedule. You know, and again, thank you for recommending Rich Dad. That means a lot to Kim and I personally and the company. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom and being a straight talker. I, we appreciate it. And I also want to say check out Hardy's and uh, Carl's Jr. for plus, that, for plus, that uh, yeah. burger. What, plus, what, what's your website. burger again? Uh, it is the baby back rib burger. The baby, baby back, back rib, rib burger. burger. I love it. I I'm love hungry. it. And I want to, I want to be very truthful and honest. There, you know, because I because I'm dyslexic, I you know I read maybe about uh, eight books growing up. And honestly, you know, you uh, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad and um, and Think and Grow Rich were and and, and the other two other ones I was, I loved was uh, Who Moved My Cheese and One Minute Manager. Those are the four books that I would recommend to anybody. And those are four books that actually have uh, I think have been the biggest impact in regards to publishing for my success uh, for oh. who I am. So I really oh. appreciate well, thank all you. you've done. Thank you, Damon. Much. And I just also want to mention your your uh, website, Endeavor, 
DamonOnDemand.com. Check that out, DamonOnDemand.com. Yeah, that's, for... that's my digital interactive curriculum, yeah. Damon On Demand, and you can learn all the stuff that I have learned and all the mistakes that I have learned, more importantly, on, yeah. uh, on this interactive platform. Because you actually can you know, learn from other business. people's mistakes, right? You can learn 100%. from other people's mistakes, yeah. And there's two yeah. books, The Brand Within and The Power of Broke. Of broke. So thank you very much. Thank and you, keep Damon. up the good work. Congratulations. Love what you're doing. All right. Bye-bye. Thank right. you. Okay, Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Congratulations bye. all your success. Thank you. And when we come back, kind of the most popular part of our program is Ask Robert. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Every business owner and real estate investor needs asset protection. Entities like LLCs. S or C Corps are vital to protect yourself and your business. Let Corporate Direct guide you through the process of forming a corporation or LLC. Corporate Direct is owned by Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton and is Robert Kiyosaki's choice for corporate formation. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off a formation. Call 800 600 1760. That's 800 600 1760. Or visit online at corporatedirect.com. That's CorporateDirect.com. The key to achieving your dreams is to develop a rich mindset instead of an excuse mindset. Instead of saying, I can't afford that, ask yourself, how can I afford that? It's amazing how a simple shift in thinking can open a world of new ideas and endless possibilities. Let the Rich Dad Company help kickstart your journey to financial freedom. Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Company have compiled Robert's top secrets to creating a rich mindset, now available in a 10-minute ebook, How to Achieve a Rich Mindset. This offer is available for a limited time only, so get yours today. Get your free ebook, How to Achieve a Rich Mindset. Go to richdad.com and look for the banner. Again, this is available only for a few days, so act fast. Go to richdad.com and look for the How to Achieve a Rich Mindset banner. Log on to richdadradio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Once again, I want to thank Damon John, star of The Shark Tank and his two latest books, The Power of Broke and The Brand Within, about being authentic. And please remember his rib burger. <laughs> I get hungry. I got hungry thinking about it. We were getting hungry. We should have gotten one before we got So again, here. thank you all for uh, submitting your questions for Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio. And one thing I would say, if your friends don't want to listen to this about being entrepreneurs, I wouldn't have them as business partners because I don't know if you picked it up from Dame and John, but being an entrepreneur is about constant learning, constant, nonstop learning. And if you don't have that, get your MBA. First question, Melissa. Our first question today comes from Todd in Cleveland, Ohio. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. He says, my question is about entrepreneurship and spirit. I want to be financially free. However, I feel that my spiritual mission is outside of entrepreneurship. What are your thoughts on financial freedom through entrepreneurship and investing since I would be doing it for money, but I'm also going to be doing it for my spiritual mission, which lies outside of entrepreneurship? Well, that's a great question, but I think you have, you're have you confusing spirit and money. And I think that comes from, you know, I don't know about the other religions and I support religious freedom. You can believe in being a Mormon, you can be a Jew, you can be a Christian, you can be a Catholic, you can be a, more, a Muslim. But a lot of times, money and religion and spirituality are confused. Because when I was in Sunday school, I remember the love of money is the root of all evil. 
or it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to go to heaven. And there's all of these connotations or precepts, as they're called, that if you actually love money, you'll go to hell. Now, again, I'm not, I was raised Christian, and in the Christian religion, there's a lot, also a lot of other stories about how God says, give and you shall receive. And really, that's what entrepreneurship is. You gotta give. Or the story of the rich man and the three servants and the number of talents. And there was one servant who buried the money, you know, and the rich guy says, I don't, I'll never wanna give you any more money. The other guy just didn't do anything with the money, and one guy multiplied the money. So the rich man, rich master gave the, gave the entrepreneur or the servant who multiplied the money, and he gave him all of his money. So when I talk to people, depending upon how screwed up your parents were about religion and what churches you went through, you're gonna have some cross wires out there, right, Kim? Yeah, and you know, I don't think you can separate the spiritual from the entrepreneurship. And Damon, you listen to Damon John, he talked about you have to be authentic, you have to be true to who you are. And he talked about his spiritual bent, that it was, he wanted to spread the culture, not, he said it was culture, not color. He wanted to spread that. That was his spiritual uh, game within FUBU. And with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, with Rich Dad Company, it's and I a find, spiritual I find mission. so many people were the most, the biggest whores on planet Earth. The only reason they do anything is for money. You know, I know, we all know people like that. They don't care about what they do as long as they make a lot of money. So you can take your pick. There's a cast of characters out there and you can choose to be the ones you want. You look, one of the things I really am disgusted with planet Earth right now, why do so many politicians enter office poor and come out rich? They come out really rich. Did they go into office to be public servants or to be self-serving people? That's the question. And let your conscience be your guide. It's a valid question, but the only reason I teach is because our school system is so messed up that if I didn't do something, it would be unspiritual. If I knew what I knew, know today, and did not share what I knew with, by starting the Rich Dad Company, I might as well shoot myself. So people who are not sharing their gift are more unspiritual. I think I think that's exactly right on. Because so I think there's this assumption. There's an assumption that you have to be spiritual and you can't make money. So for example, um, the women and I, my friends and I, were doing a women's conference, and Rhonda is a teacher. She and her husband have built these schools in California to take the kids that the school system can't handle. She's very very successful. They make a lot of money. And she told the story, and this woman comes up and says, oh, I love teaching, it's my passion, I love teaching, and I've been a teacher, a grade school teacher all my life, I just never knew you could make money doing it. So some people Because have she these, went to school, that's you know, why. They have these assumptions that it, you can only do it this way. So you gotta you got think outside. And that's what this whole thing with Damon John was about, is that every day you gotta have a million dollar idea. And the reason people are not successful is they have these fixed ideas. Yes about God, money, and spirituality, and all that other garbage. So they go to work and do a job they hate and get paid, not get paid what they want, and pay a lot of taxes. That, to me, is unspiritual. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Veronica in Slovakia. Favorite book, Midas Touch. She says, Robert and Kim, how have you found your equally tuned friends? Have you been at some special places or have they somehow found their way into your life? Yeah, we're all sitting up in heaven, <laughs> floating on clouds, <laughs> strumming our harps. Now that's not reality, you don't go to, it's exactly what Damon John was talking about, man. You're gonna make a mistake every single day. 
And as we said, it's a very valid question, but it goes back to the point where everybody's taught in school and church not to make mistakes. The only way, you know, like to say, well, I'm waiting for the perfect man or the perfect woman so I can live happily ever after and get married. No, that's not, that's not reality, sports fans. So you're going to find a perfect partner. It's like finding the perfect wife or the perfect husband. You're going to screw up. You're going to get into arguments. You, you won't get along with them. But the only way you're going to know is if you start. <laughs> you know, I mean, my first marriage lasted only nine months. It was the biggest mistake on her part. She should never have married me. Yeah, yeah right. But it was all, I, no, it was all but, her fault. But no, I didn't say that. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. It's that I learned what a scumbag I am, and she learned she made a bad choice in a guy. But that's how we learn. And so when I when I met Kim, I said, I'm not going to screw up that time. I have to learn from my past mistakes. My point here is this. The reason people are not successful is they've been taught that making mistakes is bad. So every one of our partners, from Ken McElroy to Tom Wheelwright, they all were met through a bad partner, a bad partner, which taught me, well, I should look for a better partner. Damon John said that FUBU fell down three times, but each time he came back smarter. That's what's wrong with school teachers. They actually think if you make mistake, you're stupid. And that's why Rich Dad was formed is because there's one thing I like to teach people is that making mistakes makes you smarter. But our school system, I mean, look at all of these. Like I said, how many, why are we in such trouble financially today? It's because our country is, and the world is run by people like poor dad, academics with A, who are A students who don't know anything about money. And I won't mention names because I'm trying to reform myself. But we're run by people like my poor dad who become politicians and bureaucrats and all this. That's why we're in trouble. Any comments, Kim? Well, I, I just think the way we meet people is we had one thing in common. We were out there doing something. We were we were making things happen, and we were making a lot of mistakes. We were we were going for it, and so we had we made a lot of mistakes. We had some very bad partners. Out of that came good partners. It's all part of the process. It, this, there's no one place to find the, the right people, the like-minded person who's going to be your best friend. You just got to get out there and go do stuff and meet people. I, I think one of the biggest problems with people, everybody has a broken heart. You know, you had your feelings hurt. You had a broken heart, and you haven't gotten over it yet. You know, grow up, grow up. Like when I lost my first business, the Ripper Wallet business, it was $750,000. You know, I wanted to crawl in a hole and die, which I did for about six months. But then I had bills to play, so I had to crawl out of my hole. Now, if I hadn't done that, I would not be here today. And that's why we had Damon John as our guest today, is because it's the obstacles that make you smarter. It's not having money, it's, it's making stupid mistakes, making bad decisions that you get smarter. Again, I'll say it again, the problem with the world today is we're run by academics like my poor dad who think it's bad to make mistakes and that money is evil. And they actually teach that garbage to our kids. That's why we have the Rich Dad Company. That's why I'm a teacher. So anyway, I thank you all for listening. That's the, the, the gist of the Rich Dad Company. I want to thank Damon John. Again, get his book, The Power of Broke. So once again, thank you for your questions and submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio. And thank you all for listening to this program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>